Hi, this is Tammy Hill, and this is the Live Your Why podcast. I am super excited today to welcome back my friend, Hank Smith. We're going to talk a little bit today about dating etiquette, ghosting, some of the things that we're seeing happening on campus that we're concerned about. So listen in and learn a little bit about dating. Hi, Hank. Hello, Tammy. It's good to be back. Yeah, I I love having you. I always learn when we're together. Oh, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about dating etiquette today, Hank, and just talk about what some trends that I'm seeing in dating. One particular big trend that I'm sure you're aware of is is ghosting, where someone ends a personal relationship abruptly by cutting off any contact and without giving that person any explanation for why they are not, you know, involved in their lives anymore. Another one that I'm seeing quite a bit, too, is called lamboozling. I don't know if you've heard that term before, but... Uh, You'll have to teach me. This is one that so, so many of my students are having happen to them where they they have plans to go on a date and they're getting ready for the date. Sometimes they, you know, get new shoes or whatever so they can be ready for the date. And then, you know, within an hour of the date, the person's texting and saying, oh, I, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. Something came up or I've got a big test that I need to study for that I forgot about, you know. And so they're left hanging and not knowing what to do. What what I think is so scary is that when we ghost or when you gambo- glam, I hope I can say it, glamboozle, <laughs> glamboozle someone, what you're really doing is is you're creating a scenario where this person is starting to question their worth, They're starting to wonder what what's wrong with me, and I'm concerned about this. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, glam boozing, glam boozling, glam boozling. Someone—that's a dumb word for a dumb practice. Um, it, <laughs> it, uh, now, I, I hate to say this, but if you get glam boozled, uh, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> Be glad That's that that true. person did that. Same with ghosting. If someone ghosts you, you're actually—I know it feels terrible—but you're actually getting the good end of this deal because if you don't want to marry someone who cannot have a crucial crucial conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if someone does not have the maturity to have a conversation with someone, would you really want to be married to that person? So. I know that it's it is hurtful and it does make people, you know, feel bad about themselves and question themselves. But in the long run, I promise you'll look back and go, Whoo, uh, I'm so glad they ghosted me or glam whatevered me because I got to marry someone who can actually do this, who can actually have difficult conversations in a mature way, in a mature, unemotional way, and just, you know, and and be and and someone who respects other people. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone Mm -hmm. who respects um, other people's feelings. Yeah. Well, I love what you said. I totally agree. And I tell students that all the time. You dodged a bullet. Just be grateful that that things didn't work out. And so let's talk a minute about in the moment. In the moment when they get that text or when they've texted out to someone they've been dating and never hear back, what can people do in the moment to kind of work through these feelings of inadequacy? First of all, I think, Tam, you would want to say, listen, it's natural to feel 
it's natural to be upset. Uh, and there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. You're a human being. And even those of us who are older, there's a natural kind of hurt that comes with rejection. And, and that's why we don't read the uh, comments, right, on uh, right. YouTube videos and things, because there's, just, <laughs> there's a natural human reaction to rejection. However, the mo- a very difficult thing to do, and I try to help my, ki- my own children do this, is to not attach our value to anything that can change. And so we, oh. we cannot attach our value to our grades. We can't attach our value to our performance in sports or, or any other thing. And we cannot attach our value to what, uh, you know, a boy or a girl thinks about us. Uh, yes. And as soon as we attach our value to that, do you see how vulnerable that makes me, right? Because mm-hmm. every day my value might change. So think of this world as, you know, a hillside that's full of this shale rock that the moment you step on it, it slips out from under you, right? And it's going down. You've got to find something that will not move. So head to, head to the tree or the boulder that will not move. And there are some, there are, there are ways to, you can get your value from your heavenly parents. You can get your value from your savior. These are un changing sources of value. And as you attach yourself to those, as you attach your own value to those, it takes time. This isn't easy to do. But as you attach your value to those, you'll find yourself being even more confident. And in moments like this, they still hurt, but they don't have the impact. They don't have the negative long-lasting impact that that they they would had mm-hmm. you attached mm-hmm. your value to them. Wow. What a profound thing. I love that line. Don't attach your value to something that changes. That could be a little mantra to even recite to yourself when things like this happen. Don't attach your value to something that changes. That's awesome. One thing that I would like to see happening more in relationships is talking about what's the intention for this. Not that you have to have a DTR on the first date. I'm not saying that. Go have fun, enjoy each other. But when you've gone with someone for a few times, I think asking what are what's your intentions with this relationship and and you be clear on what my intentions are for this relationship like i want to continue to develop our friendship i would ask that in that you wouldn't ghost me but that we could have a good conversation to close off what it is we have been sharing i think we need to be able to talk about what our intentions are in dating yeah absolutely and and acknowledging that pain of of someone just you know walking away uh, from from any sort of relationship you know and and not and for some reason tammy i i, I don't know i i think it's a, a lack of maturity and also a lack of honesty mm-hmm. that we think well i don't want to hurt them uh, well right. i promise you you're hurting them more mm-hmm. by ghosting them than it, had you just had a uh a difficult conversation. And it doesn't have to be long and drawn out with all sorts of ex- explanations, but it can just be a simple, unemotional conversation in which you try to say, you know what, this is how I'm feeling. And I, I respect you enough to tell you. Oh, I love that. Right. And uh, and I, I want to, I, I think it was Elder Oaks who talked about this, but end relationships in a gentle way to leave people free to go on to another relationship, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't want to traumatize someone so badly that not only do you hurt them in your relationship with them, but you hurt their future relationships. That's, that's right. damage that goes into their next relationship and the one after that. So, you know, we want to be gentle with souls. You've heard me say this before, Tammy, and I'll say it again. People are not 
objects. We don't use people like we use objects. I use my computer. I use my car. I use these things because, and I don't care how they feel, to be honest. I (laughs) don't care um, what they think. I don't care about their future. I don't care about their past. They're objects. People are not objects to be used and then done away with and put away without thought. I, I think the Lord said it best when he said, the worth of souls, the worth of people, is great in the sight of God. Don't use what is of great worth in the sight of God uh, for any any reason, especially mm-hmm. your own, right, to get out of a difficult right. conversation or your own pleasure or anything like that. Don't use people. It's one of the reasons I cannot, I cannot stomach pornography is that it people become purely objects. Right. Purely objects. And the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. And nothing could be... Uh, nothing could be further from that than using them. Mm-hmm. I I also like to bring up the idea that, okay, so you're ghosting people or you've been ghosted, but to those who are choosing to ghost from time to time or gambo- glamboozle, if you were serving your mission and you had an appointment with someone or you had spent some time together and and they were texting you, would you ignore them? Would you ignore him, Hank? I haven't served a mission, but would you ignore him? Oh, my word. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's funny to me that um, our our intellect seems to go down sometimes when we come home off our mission. Um, <laughs> maybe the stakes are higher. I don't know. But what's higher than converting, right? Um, yeah, you wouldn't well, ignore right. it. And as a missionary, that hurt too when investigators mm-hmm. stopped talking to you and never never answered the door. And you thought, I thought we were friends, right? I thought, right. you know, at least tell me what's going on. Um, don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't leave me out here like this. And again, it's a, it's a matter of maturity, spiritual, uh, spiritual maturity, uh, emotional maturity to be able to, to be honest. Right. One thing that social science research has said that the romantic partners really influence us on how we feel about ourselves. Well, that, of course, we know that. But to some degree, they also influence how much we believe in ourselves and whether we attempt to achieve our own hopes and dreams. So when you have a romantic partner, like for me, I know Jeff is there. He's that safety net. He'll catch me. He'll support me. He'll cheer me on. And because I know that's there, I have so much more freedom to fly and do do my thing. And so our romantic partners are important in our ability to fly. Yeah. And so don't mess with that. Don't just don't mess with people's confidence. Yeah, and if it does, if it does happen to you um, again, uh, you right. you you were lucky to to get away. If someone does ghost you or or, or whatever, you know, hurts you uh, without thought for you, I would, and I, I know you probably want to talk about this, Tam. Is you've got to you've got to let that go and uh, move on. Don't, don't follow them on mm-hmm. social media. Don't keep, right. uh, don't keep the interaction, you know, going back and forth, maybe over text, you know, um, if it's, if someone did that to you and then comes back later, it's okay to just, you're not their savior. It's okay to just leave that alone. It's, it's the idea of having boundaries, right? Someone hurts right. me. Someone hurts me like that. And I let them know, I don't have to let them back into my life. I, I can if I want to, but I don't have to. There's right. nothing that says I have to let this person back in my life after they've hurt me so much. 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with being single. A lot of times there's so much pressure that you've got to be in a dating relationship. And if you're not dating someone, what's wrong with you? And I love the idea of just growing as an individual and loving yourself and choosing to figure out what makes you tick and exploring all that about yourself without feeling you have to be identified as uh, someone's relationship. Right. And wouldn't you say, Tammy, um, you'd have more experience with this than me, but wouldn't you say in your studies and in your, the people you've talked to that that makes a more attractive partner, someone who can be happy mm-hmm. single, mm-hmm. Uh, who is Absolutely. doing well and thriving as a single person. To me, that's the most attractive partner and the person who's probably going to do the best in marriage. Um, if you're not thriving as a single person, I, I, I doubt marriage is the answer to, to get <laughs> you to thrive. Absolutely, it is not. Right? Yeah. I, it, it, it compounds things, makes seems a little more difficult, especially when you add a child or two. So yeah, you need to be able to thrive as a single person in Mm -hmm. order to, and maybe not in order, but the idea of like, hey, if I only got married, it would solve my problems and I would be happy and thrive. I think that's a a myth uh, that's going to come back to bite you. Right. That's that's like saying, well, I'll get in shape before I get on the treadmill is backwards. Right. Yeah. It doesn't it just doesn't work. And so yeah, you and I say often you need to be able to thrive alone before you can thrive within a relationship. And so hundred percent agree with that. So I just want to reiterate the idea that if you have been ghosted or other people have treated you um in a way that is not genuine or not respectful. Remember, you dodged a bullet. And remember not to place your value in something that changes. I love that line. I'm going to get a tattoo with that line. Maybe. <laughs> well, so well, I awesome. wouldn't. I wouldn't advise that. But if you do, put my name under the side of it. Right? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I'll I, do I it. want credit for it. <laughs> but, but don't do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But it's a good one. So, hey, thanks, Hank. I always appreciate your wisdom, and I know that my listeners do too. Thanks so much for joining me today. You got it. I'll come back anytime. Thank you so much. So, you heard it here. Keep going. Be kind. I encourage you to be kind. No matter what has happened to you, you can still respond in kindness. Make sure not to put your value on things that change. And remember, you're worth everything to God. Go out and live your wife.